unacceptable, unforgivable screw-up of a year. And it's, according to StatMuse, it's historically unprecedented. Watching Laker fans react to common-sense moves over the weekend was quite something. None of these moves are Danny Ainge. They didn't reshape the roster. He came into this world as a son of a coach, but in these playoffs, he became There will be a time. I'm not in a good mood because my team just lost a few minutes ago, but that doesn't mean we are going to stop recording. But you know what they say, the show must go on. And this show is episode 17 of Meeting of the Gold Mines. And you guys know me. I am Born Rebel a.k.a. Zen. I am back from a one-week sabbatical. Had to, you know, had to step away for a minute, but I'm back like a crack. And I am getting high off the Lakers, even though they've been serving up a whole bunch of mid. But you know what? I'm not here alone. I got my Purple and Gold Mines crew with me this week. We have Tone, and that is with the T-O, the two N's, the three A's, and the four Y's. How are you doing, darling? What's on your PGM? Had better days. We done seen better days, Born. Yeah, we have seen better days, but sharing the misery is Mr. Cool, Calm, Collective, collected himself he is in playoff mode but it's shit if we keep doing what we are doing we won't be making a playoff what's up playoff brother what's up man what's on your pgm <clears throat> what's going on man um disappointed you know uh this was a, a great opportunity for us to be above 500 which it took us so long to complete that task last season so I was looking forward to us doing it uh, in the third game of the season, but we we weren't able to pull it out. So, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, last but never least, he is our coach. You can find him on the Twitter at KBBRWN22. Well, KB, what's up, man? What's on your PGM? I know you're pissed. I mean, not really, to be honest. Uh, beginning of the season, uh, yeah, Lakers took the L, but then again, they're gonna win. The when they want to play the right way, they will. But until then, we we're we're at their mercy. So that's how I am. I'm even killed as of right now. So I'm not pleased. But then again, I can't be too mad because the beginning of the season. I feel you. 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 Well, you know what? Um, for me, you know, I'm gonna take um, what's on my PGM. I'm gonna take it away from basketball because we will be talking a lot of basketball. Um, Matthew Perry. Look, you know, we talk a lot of pop culture. We always end the show about what we're watching, and look. We go. We was watching. Um, we were watching some games last night in our fan cave on playback, and boom, Matthew Perry passed away. Um, I think he was what fifty four. It was a yeah. parent drowning. And um, look, I have a soft spot for people that have been, you know, entertaining me for most of my life. And look for the kids that don't know. Friends was big as fuck. Like, Friends was a phenomenon. I'm not sitting here and saying it was the greatest show ever or the funniest show. And, you know, of course, the the folks that, you know, get the invites to the barbecue, we all know that it was a ripoff of, of Living Single. We get it. We get it. We get it. It was still, it still had its moments. Look, people want to talk about numbers at the peak of their show. It was what 25 million a week that's crazy that is crazy but yeah shout out to his uh yeah yeah look friends is a phenomenal it's a dope show but either way man i hope he's at peace and uh yeah i was watching some of the some episodes of friends this morning it hit a little different it hit a little different but you know what look we're here to talk we have a lot to talk about but we have a special guest with us. Um, this is a guy who he's been on ESPN. He is he has just been on the grind. He has a dope ass podcast. He we're bringing up. We got a special guest. It is Big Baby Jonathan of Big Baby Sports, and he's been a person been wanting to us rap with for a while. So you know what? Let's welcome him up. Mr. Big Baby Jonathan. What's up, brother? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on, man. It was a tough loss tonight, man. I'm kind of upset, but it's a long season, man. We'll be we'll, we'll be all right. Absolutely. We'll be no, right. we'll be all right. We'll be all right. And we're going to get into the game. Uh, we for sure will get into the game because we are recording this Sunday night, um, October 29th. We're releasing this tomorrow, but we are just, what, about 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, we just lost to um, to the Sacramento Kings, and 
But look, we'll get into that. But look, there's something else before we get into the game. Something else that really want to touch on it is something crazy. Today is exactly 20 years since LeBron made his debut uh, in the NBA. Um, and he didn't disappoint. Look, so 20 years ago, uh, 10-29-03. His stat line was 25 points, six rebounds, nine assists. Tonight, his stat line was 27 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists. Um, look, I'm not trying to get into a GOAT debate. You guys know how I feel about that. But if someone wants to say, hey, he scored 25 points in 03, he scored 25 points in 23. That's one hell of an argument. All right. Um, I know for me, when he made his debut, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was a senior in high school. Um, you know, I paid attention. I first started hearing LeBron the previous year, uh, his senior um, senior year at um, at um, St. Vincent, St. Mary. And so... Paid it. I remember when he got drafted, he was in the all-white suit, one of the greatest draft class ever, uh, even though I would pick the class of 96. But, you know, I was there for that first game, you know, finished my homework and senior year of high school, and I just watched in my bedroom, game of Sacramento, and it was just like, oh, crap. But uh, I want to ask you guys, so I'm going to start off with Jonathan. Jonathan, do you remember what you were doing exactly 20 years ago for LeBron's debut? To be honest, no, I don't. To be honest, I don't know what I was doing 20 years ago. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, but, but. Look, look, but Le- look. Not everyone's going to have the same answer. Yeah. Just keeping it real. Hey, no worries. Hey, keep it a buck. That's what we do here. All yeah. right, let's go to playoff. Playoff. 20 years ago, man. Where were you for LeBron's debut? 20 years ago. I don't know exactly where I was, but, I mean, um, I was finishing up uh, high school, I think entering my freshman year of college, so quite a while ago. And I just remember, like, I enjoyed sports, and I kept on hearing, you know, about this kid, like, next big thing and i think i realized how serious it was when i started seeing his games being televised on espn his high school games because i had never personally seen that before and how big of a spectacle um it was and you know um i didn't really catch many of the the games but i just like like damn this kid must be great if they're putting this much focus on him before he's even, you know, touched the floor, you know, as far as the NBA game goes. So, um, so yeah, just kind of, that was kind of like the birth of the hype. And I just remember how, how big it was even then. Yeah. The hype, the hype was crazy. The hype was crazy. And I just remember the crazy amount of press mm-hmm. that was at that game. And it was just like, Oh, like this, it was a phenomenon folks. It was a phenomenon. Tony, I know you are younger. I know you are a few years younger than us, but what were you doing 20 years ago? Because LeBron is your GOAT. That first game, 
What were my you man, doing? My man, my man. Um, <laughs> I was probably on a playground somewhere picking my nose. Um, my dad is like a sports fan, but you know, coming from like an immigrant household, it's not like um, I would say American culture. It's more. Um, it's more normal or common, you know, you're repping your favorite sports team, you're in front of the TV every Sunday and things like that. I would catch things here and there, sports center, but yeah, his debut, I definitely knew nothing about it. He was the last thing on my mind. I was worried about pink and purple and little boys. Okay. All right. KB, 20 years ago, LeBron's debut. Uh, you remember anything about it? Trying- yeah, I remember. Uh, well, I, at that time, I wasn't really paying attention to what he was doing, just the Lakers. Um, for myself, I was literally just um, relaxing and uh, trying to not stress about getting past the third grade. So that was fun. There, there you not go. even the third no, grade. That was fifth grade. That was 10. I was 10, yeah. Wow. Yeah, look, mm. hey, playoff, this just means that you and I are old. and uh, But look. LeBron is, he has transcended generations. And, you know, he's one of six players to to reach a year 21. And he is, based upon what he's done in these first three games, his average for points per game this season would be more than the five other players who ever reached a year 21. I think it's uh, Vince Carter, uh, Robert Parrish, Kevin Willis, um, Dirk, and there's one more. I forgot the name, but yeah, um, but he would, yeah, he would. His com- his points per game would be more than their combined, which is just crazy. But let me ask you guys: Is this the great? I'm not saying this. Is a, I'm avoiding the goat debate, but for a career, is this the greatest career in NBA history? Anyone? Yeah. Jonathan? Um, yeah. I... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jonathan. Go. Yeah, I think it is. You know, LeBron playing at a high level, 21 years. You know, the longevity. You know, it's great career for LeBron. One of the best. Got to keep it a buck. You know? So. Yeah, yeah. just to, just to echo. Oh, go ahead, right, sorry. Uh, playoff. Yeah, oh, just to echo playoff. what Jonathan said. I mean, you know, the longevity, how long he's been able to play at a, at a super high level. Um, going to 10 straight uh, NBA finals. Like, I think it's, you know, although he, he he's only won, it's, uh, he's only won four. So uh, it's undeniable. I think it was eight straight. I think it was eight straight. Eight straight? Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, still, straight. you know, you can't, you, you can't, you can't deny it. Like, it, it is what it is. As much as, as people, you know, might want to hate on it, you know, especially like you said, not wanting to get into the GOAT debate, but still, um, you know, you, you can't take it away from him. It, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I would say greatest career. Um, you know, like I said, that 20, I was hoping he would get at least 20. I was hoping he'll reach a stat line. He had a better game. Like, can you imagine someone having a better game 20 years later? That's just ridiculous. KB, greatest career of all time? Probably have to say, yeah, if we're talking about the longevity on what he's done, for sure. Um, never 
seen somebody do it, they do it his age. So, they got to give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting thing. Um, when it comes to sports figures, right? Because, you know, we want to give the person the flowers while they're still here, right? And appreciate them. Yeah, we're, you know, talk about. There's lots of things to nitpick, but I think this is one of those careers that we got to appreciate. Is he on the Mount Rushmore of most, most important sports figures? Mind you, Mount Rushmore is only four slots. Because yes. I know for me, I think of – I would think of Ali. Definitely I would put up uh, Muhammad Ali. Um, I know I'm going to stick to North America because yeah, I know with soccer, you can go at Pele and all that. But for me, I would probably go Muhammad Ali. I would go Jordan. I can't go Babe Ruth because, let's keep it real, I'm not really celebrating anyone before sports were, um, you know, integrated. You know, yeah. I can't I can't celebrate a segregated sports. So I would say Jordan, Ali, and then do you throw in a Serena? You know, but um, – is he on the Mount Rushmore of uh, sports figures? Uh, I think so. I think he's up there with Serena, if we're asking you. Yeah. Serena. And yeah. Jordan. And uh, that's Muhammad Ali. Too. Yeah. 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 That's four right there, isn't it? Serena, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, LeBron James. That's four right there. Shit. <laughs> what about Tiger. Yeah, you can put him in my head. I mean, you said so. Mount Rushmore is four, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, he's in the he's least in the conversation for sure. For sure, from my perspective, I guess because I'm kind of young and maybe not like super, super in tune with all um sports, uh, as far as North America is concerned and stuff. The ones I had in mind mm-hmm. to piggyback off of Rebel and KB Tiger. Uh, the uh, Williams sisters, Braun, and um, I'll probably throw in Jordan in there. I can't really think of anyone else. Maybe um, give a football mm-hmm. player a nod, you know, like a – oh, the name is slipping my mind. Running back, though, I think Dallas. Um, Emma Smith? Emma Smith? No. I, I think I'm thinking of – no, he not up there. <laughs> no, nah, he ain't up there. Okay, but I mean, we all have pretty yeah. much uh, the same three, the same three for the most part. Okay, all right. Um, last LeBron question. I mean, for you know, for his career, uh, favorite LeBron moments. I would like to hear from each of you. Uh, I know for me, real quick, my favorite LeBron moments uh, on the court. On the court is that. I believe what 2007 that uh playoff game against Detroit when he like what scored like 25 straight points he couldn't be stopped. It was just like yo and Detroit Detroit had a defense. Like the, this is the same Detroit team even though they were a few years older. This was the same Detroit team that um you know that shut down the Lakers that shut us down in 04. So they still had Ben Wallace. They still had Rasheed, Tayshawn Prince, Billups. Um, I think they still had Lindsey Hunter at that time. 
he couldn't be stopped. And to me, that was just like that's like my favorite moment. Uh, mm. What about what about you guys, uh, Tone? Favorite LeBron you, moment? You knew better. You knew better. That's why you went to me first. I'm proud of you. Yes, I'm proud of absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. It is. I'm learning. It is May 27th, 2018, in TD Garden. He gets that and one over Marcus Morris, who literally tries to bear hug him, and he gives the. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Call me Savannah James because in that moment, I wish I was her. That is my all-time favorite LeBron moment. Literally, I get emotional. Tears come to my eyes. I remember watching the game live, and I'm like on my head about that play. Literally, I can't think of any other moment. It was King Me, Crown Me right there. You cannot stop me. He ate everyone up in that Eastern Conference of 2018 playoff run. But that right there solidified everything. King him. Okay, playoff. Oh man, there's so many um, to choose from. I would probably say um, the comeback finals against the Warriors. Um, you know, and just the fact that that had never been been done before, and just the the absolute dominance that was on display by him. Mm-hmm. Um, putting up multiple, you know, 40 point games. Um, and, you know, just the way he was able to play off Kyrie, it was just, it was just amazing to watch in person. It was must, it was must see TV, you know, especially when it got back to being, you know, when it, when it got level, when it was three, three. And even though they were going back to, to Golden State, you knew the series was, you know, like, of course, it was going to be over either way, but you just felt like the the Cavs really, you know, had them where they wanted them, pretty much. And so, um, so yeah, that was that. That's probably my favorite, hands down. Absolutely, my, uh, KB. my favorite. Oh, go ahead, KB. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, my go favorite. Yeah, go, Jonathan. Uh, yeah. My favorite LeBron moment um, was him bringing championship to the Lakers because. Um, Keep it real, I'm more of a Kobe fan than LeBron fan. So, but he brought my Lakers to championships. That's my favorite moment for me for LeBron, bringing him, bringing us to championship. Hey, number seventeen can't go wrong with that. KB, um, I'm right there with uh, with Jonathan. I was more of a Kobe fan and Laker fan first and foremost than LeBron fan. Um, I did have a hatred towards him, and that is with an H. I had a hatred towards him. When he decided to go to Cleveland to go to the Heat, thought he was running away from the grind, thought he had to go ahead and just run with another team, team up, do that super team crap. So when he came back home and he won a championship for Cleveland, I put I got I had more respect for him when he came back than before than when he left. So there was that. That was my favorite moment when he ran when he free when he knocked the Warriors off to win a championship and win one for his hometown. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, you know what? Sal- salute to King James. Um, not sure if we're going to see another career like this. And the thing is, he's still going. We don't know if it's going to be another year, another two years. But appreciate appreciate this because this is not going to come too often. 
uh, in any sport. Mm-hmm. So definitely got to, um, you know, shout out King James. And uh, we're, you know, looking forward to the rest of this journey. But let's get into some Lakers basketball. The regular season started um, this past Tuesday. Um, you know, week one of the Lakers, we uh, we went against all three teams that all um, went to the playoffs last year, the Nuggets, the Suns, and the Kings. We went, um, unfortunately, one and two uh, in these first three games. Um, so... Yeah, we started off, look, our first 10 games, um, you know, we we definitely, we're, we're definitely going to get tested. Um, <laughs> if you guys are listening to this on the day it drops, we play the Magic tomorrow, then we play the Clippers, and then we have one more game against the Magic. But uh, mm-hmm. right now, we are at one and two. So, guys... What was the what was your biggest take takeaways from these first three games? Uh, if you want to go to Jonathan first, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lear- it's a long season. It's a learning curve. You know, Lakers will be fine. One and two, it's not the end of the world. We're gonna figure things out and get the ball rolling very soon. That's how I feel. My personal, you know, that's not what I've been feeling versus the first three games. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a long season for sure. Um, it, it definitely has been frustrating. And, you know, just because the way preseason went, which is preseason, so you can only take it, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I don't know. I just I had um, high expectations as far as just our ability to execute and it we just we haven't lived up to those expectations at all and probably the most concerning thing for me is that our guard play is just atrocious right now um D'Lo is probably playing the best of the three between himself Reeves and Gabe Vincent and um that's not really saying much because he hasn't really been that good so um you know, you, uh, like Jonathan just said, you know, you, it's a long season, you know, plenty of time to, for the Lakers to hit the stride, hit their stride and, and play at a high level. Um, we're just, you know, I guess I don't know if you want to describe it as growing pains or what it is exactly, but just, uh, the, <laughs> what, what's being shown on the court just, it has not been, been pretty, I would say. You sure? Okay. Um, I am. Okay. I get the, I get the long season rhetoric. I get it. It's only week one. It's only game three. Uh, piggyback off the of playoff, frustrated, uh, disappointed for sure. Expected a lot, especially with the roster changes. Um, gotta be realistic. It takes time to adjust. Um, takes time to get a rhythm and not just like literally offensively, but as we always say, the cohesiveness, um, the chemistry. Again, um, we even said in the playback, like, you know, knowing where guys are supposed to be, their spots, honoring their roles, being comfortable in their roles, especially, you know, for guys like Gabe coming from Miami, a guy like Cam coming from, you know, unfortunately his start um, in the league to the point he is now. 
But I'm um, still expecting slightly better playoff. I really like their take. Not executing the guard play again is you know not you know not up to par. Right now I'm looking at some stats: 44 percent field goal, twenty nine percent from three. You know we made additions to this roster. Finally, hoping we've cured and rectified that issue that we've honestly had since I want to say LeBron's been there and his time in LA. Um, you know, uh, look, minus three for the last three games that we've been in. Um, some of them been close. Um, unfortunately, we've been, what, starting these games, getting into these huge deficits, 18 points here, 10 points here, and having to fight and claw our way back the entire time. And I think that's where the failed execution comes in at a lot. Like, um, not everyone's trying to make a home run play, but like I said, we're scrapping instead of being able to, you know, give you that Floyd Mayweather, we're going to play with you you know, rock with you seven, eight, nine, ten rounds and then knock you out when it's time. We haven't been able to take advantage of that. Like I said, coming and clawing our way back every time is not a recipe for success. We're not that type of team. Fortunately, we ain't the Golden State Warriors. We sure enough ain't no third quarter team. So um, I'm going to try to remain optimistic. Um, we'll see where we at next week. KB. Uh, biggest takeaways from week one is it's uh, um, same thing as Jonathan saying it's a long season. Um, we, I think I would say for the most part, this last game, I kind of seen how we were playing without LeBron on the court, and we actually did do a turn. We made a quick turnaround, uh, made a good comeback. So I kind of see like as this team, this team starting to come together uh, pretty quickly. So I'm seeing a lot better um, things than I did game one. But um, the biggest takeaway I would say if we're to decide on one is just lack of effort, lack of physical energy beginning of the game that gets us down and gets us in big holes or big deficits. So um, that's just inexcusable to have uh, being it being it being LeBron being older, 80 being, you know, 30. He ain't old. He's in his prime. Um, there's no excuse not to have. Um, energy and effort on the court. You just got to. Um, I think that's a big. That's my biggest takeaway from week one. Gotcha. Was there anything that surprised? Anything that surprised anyone? Um, for me, Torian Prince has has been the best signing by far um, of the all season uh, for the Lakers um, specifically. Uh, just his ability to um, shoot from three, uh, be competent, you know, shooting from the three, but also his ability to attack the basket as well. Um, attack the paint, you know, create, you know, mismatches, um, penetrate, you know, kick the ball off to, to AD for easy buckets. Um, Christian Wood, too, you know, uh, I, I honestly wish we had gotten to see a bit more Christian Wood, especially in that, that fourth quarter in overtime. Um I feel like it would have made a tremendous uh, difference in the game, especially in our ability to rebound. Um, you know, we gave up way too many offensive rebounds in crunch time, and that really cost us. Um, so, yeah, Torian Prince and Christian Wood have really, you know, kind of jumped off the, the screen to me, you know, as far as watching the game. Okay. Um, I would say two things surprised me so far. Um, first – you know, for the last couple of summers, we've been hearing going into the season 
uh, between, you know, Rob, Coach uh, Ham, LeBron saying, hey, um, AD is going to be the focal point of this offense. Um, a the offense is going to run through AD. Uh, the ball is going to run through AD. It's going to be inside out. And to see us go away from that, uh, that happened in Denver in the first game, 17 points in the first half, um, zero in the second half. Um, even though he did go for six that game, uh, it seems like there were times that in the lit, in the later part of the games, we were going away from him. Um, yeah. The game in, you know, the game in Phoenix, you know, LeBron took over. He played all 12 minutes um, of the game in Phoenix. I mean, the game against Phoenix, excuse me, it was a home game. So that's something that it's just like, okay, here we go. We're now third, like second to third straight year where it doesn't feel like AD is being that focal point of the offense. Um, so I find that real surprising just because it seems like they were, you know, everything. Um, you think from the extension that he got, the three-year extension he got for 186, um, AD uh, being vocal about wanting to play more at the four instead of just always at the five. We signed Jackson Hayes. We signed Christian Wood. So, like we're putting the pieces that we're like, okay, we'll complement, you know, how he wants to play. And it just seemed like, okay, we're not focusing on him um, in the second half during the uh, crunch time. So next thing that um, surprised me and look, I was on the Austin Reeves hype train. I know in a previous episode of uh, meeting of the gold mines, I said, Hey, he's going to be an all-star. Um, I Austin Reeves is him. We even sell, we even have some, you know, here's a shameless plug. We even have the Austin Reeves. I'm him fanny pack, uh, <laughs> exclusively selling at purple and gold mines backslash. I mean, purple and gold mines.com backslash merch PGM merch. We're selling it, but you know, it's just. E- e- He's not playing well right now. I don't want to call him a hot piece of ass. I don't want to uh, uh, say he's playing like hot garbage. I don't want to say any of that. But in this game against the Kings, he went one for 12 from uh, shooting overall. He went one for eight from three. He had two points, two assists, and five points in 28 minutes. He's playing like shit. It seems like he's regressed. Yes, I'm with Jonathan. I'm with you guys. It's a long season. It's a marathon. But it, it, I'm I'm seeing some regression. Now, I don't know if it's because he's no longer surprised because everyone is like, hey, okay, we know who you are now. You're not going to surprise us. I don't know what it is, but... He just does not look the same. He looks like Austin Reeves from two years ago. Um, so, um, yeah, that's the biggest surprise for me. Um, you know, obviously, who needs to step up? It, it's it starts with Austin Reeves. Uh, what about the rest of you guys? 
Yeah, most definitely. Austin Reeves needs to step up. Um, he's been struggling lately, but uh, he's yeah, like you said, one for twelve tonight. You know, I feel like he'll he'll get his rhythm going. You know, he'll get his rhythm going throughout the season. But also, too, man, I feel like uh, D'Lo. You know, I know he had a good game, like decent game tonight, but I see some things out there he needs to improve on. Better defense. You know, stop turning the ball over when it's crunch time and stuff. So I feel like D'Lo and Austin Reeves are my surprises. Like. Like to to improve on. Honestly, we probably Absolutely. all agree it's all the guards, Austin, D'Lo, Gabe, yeah. but yeah, what Gabe, can do? Gabe for sure. Like add Gabe to the list of signings yeah, uh, yeah. that that come to the Lakers and just forget how to shoot the ball. And like I know it's only the third game of the season, but I mean it's gotten to the point now where he looks like he's scared to take shots. Like he was uh, one, he shot one for three tonight, 0 for two from three. The only shot he hit was a little midi. Um, I, I do like his feistiness at times on the defensive end. It ended yeah. up costing us towards the end of the game with, a, you know, getting a foul called on him. Um, you know, De'Aaron Fox was, was able to get a foul called on him. And um, like there was less than a minute left in the game. So there's no, and they were in the bonus. So no, no, absolutely no reason to be aggressive on that inbound play. Um, you know, we were able to tie the game up and send it to overtime, obviously. But, you know, who knows what would have happened potentially if that foul hadn't hadn't happened. So uh, need need a lot more from Gabe, especially on the offensive end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, I'm going to ask Austin Reeves. He got his contract, and anyone that's watching on YouTube, you see the question on the screen. Okay, I'm shaking my head. He got his contract. You know, he, you know, he, he did. He played his ass off. You know, for the USA in the FIBA tournament in the Philippines. Um, he even, you know, months ago, he was even linked. Excuse the damn dogs, but, you know, they're even pissed at Austin Reeves. You know, a few months ago, he was linked um, He was linked to Taylor Swift, even though that was just not true. And shout out, real quick, shout out to uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, I, I, so I salute you because, you know, he just got with Taylor Swift and then, she, you know, she just became a billionaire. Shout out to uh, Travis Kelsey. Don't fuck that up. But look, back to Austin Reeves. Is he overhyped? Did we overhype him? Did we treat him like the great white hope? Like, is he overhyped? Nasty business Lakers fans. Nasty it's business. Nasty business. I'm nah. just a genuine question. <laughs> nah. Nah, it's it, it's way it's way too early to be saying he's overhyped. I mean, you know, we uh we all witnessed we were all witnesses to, to Austin Reeves in the playoffs last year and the huge huge moments that he had and like just huge shots that he hit like the, the I'm him moment in the, in the warrior series. Like that was, that was real. Like it wasn't a figment of our imagination. And I think he's just, he's having a, I, I don't know if, you know, now looking back on it, I don't know if going and, and playing in, in FIBA was the best idea. Cause it looks like, mm. it looks like his legs are just tired. Hmm. And, you know, we made similar observations 
throughout the playoffs, you know, especially with the commitment he had to make, you know, playing on the defensive end in the Warriors series, um, and even before that against um, against the Grizzlies. And it like there were definitely games where we noticed his legs were shot, and it, it impacted his ability to to play offense. So, um, looking back on it, not really sure if he if he should have if, if going fever was the best thing for him. Maybe he should have just you know stayed stayed home and you know trained. Um, but you know, uh, definitely not overhyped. Just just playoff. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think like FIBA gives him like more reps, more practice, more room to grow before the season. I mean, yeah, but at the expense of the tough stretch that he's experiencing now, it's like I I care more about him playing well for the Lakers than I do about him playing well in FIBA. So if I have yeah. to pick one, I'm taking I'm taking the Lakers all day every day. Yeah. So, um, but it's you know like we've said several times so far it's like it's a, it, the season's really young uh, i'm gonna piggyback on that for playoff yeah i'm gonna piggyback on playoff for that one um i don't think asteroids is overhyped no i knew this was gonna come up if he did come up flat first couple of games that is uh, absurd he's not up overhyped he's you know he's lagging he's he looks like he has no legs. That's yeah. perfectly fine. He looks like he's trying to find his proper footing with this team. It's a new team. It's not the same team we've had last year. Um, we have new pieces that we're trying to incorporate, as we can see. Um, he, If anything, from what I'm seeing for Austin Reeves, everything that he's doing right now, it's wide open shots. They're just not falling. Yeah, He's taking wide open shots. They're not hitting. Sometimes it kind of looks like he's rushing himself, and sometimes it looks like he's yeah. just not going fast enough. So I think he's trying <laughs> to find that – proper footing to where it's like even kill. So I'm more of like that. That's my answer to that one. So no, Austin is not overhyped. I think it's ridiculous to even question if he's overhyped right now in the season when it hasn't even been 10 games. So we get, we, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a little weird. Big baby. How you feeling? Um, no, he's not overhyped. I feel like he's just going through a little bit of a struggle, you know, playing in team USA. He'll get his, Legs or anything, he'll be all right. You know, he'll he'll get his rhythm together. He'll bounce back tomorrow night versus Orlando. I'm glad the panel all collectively agrees. I definitely don't all think right. I'm not going to give him over hype yet. You know, like you guys said, three games. I'm looking at some of these contracts here. Um, for him to be what four years, fifty six. He's only making about fourteen. You got Tyus Jones, Max Strews, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Luke uh, Kennard, Luchinzen. To me, he all fits in the same category as far as value as a role player, at just as much as th- those guys. And they don't have great games every game either. And he's a, what, th- this is his third or fourth year in the league. Probably third. KB said, new team. And, and some adjustments. Uh, I kind of agree with playoff. Maybe the rest would have helped as opposed to, you know, I know he's young, but, it you know, shit happens. It'd be like that sometimes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him the overhype label yet. Fans are probably just hating, you know, once they start that, especially opposing fans. They're like, oh, but you guys, you were supposed to be your savior. Gas. He'll be fine, hopefully. All right. I appreciate that. Context matters. Thank you, Tony. Well, something else is going on in these first three games that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. It's what's going on with LeBron's minutes. Now, after game one, so game one, Against the Nuggets, LeBron played 29 minutes. And after uh, the game, Darvin Ham said, you know, reporter asked, you know, is uh, that's the amount of about around the amount of minutes he will be playing? He said, yes. 
29 and that's part of the the, the partnership that um rob palinka you know alluded to in their their um you know introduction to the season press conference um uh, weeks ago um and played 29 in the in the first game second game against phoenix it jumped up to 35 he played the entire fourth quarter so it seemed like after one game, they did away with that plan. The game against Sacramento, it went into overtime. He played 39 minutes. You know, we just finished, you know, we started off the show talking a lot about, you know, LeBron being in year 21 and doing these amazing things. Um, I'm not liking what I'm seeing with these minutes. Like, uh, it's not about the regular season. It's about the postseason, and we want him as fresh as possible. We're in uncharted territory, you know? How are you guys feeling about these minutes? Let's start off with Jonathan. How are you feeling about these minutes? Um, what's the game plan? What do you like? What sense can you make out of this? It's, un- it's unfortunate. I feel like his minutes should be down, but I also get it at the same time. Him playing a lot of minutes because Lakers – had to fight back against Phoenix and Sacramento tonight, you know, close ball games. I know there's a game against Phoenix. Darvin Ham looked at LeBron and said, you want to come out? And he just said, no, I'm good. So if LeBron says he's good, then to me, if you're good, LeBron, then go out there, you know, go out there. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah. Anyone else? Playoff. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish that, I wish that it, I guess something had been said prior to the season beginning, just so we, you know, and we're fans. So obviously they don't owe us any type of explanation, but, (laughs) um, you know, for us to find out after the first game that there's this plan that's been put together, that's never been mentioned at all over the course of preseason, it, it just caught us all by surprise. And, you know, we talked about it in the playback. Um, and like you just said, it's like for that to accord, for that to, to apparently be the plan, quote unquote. And then the second game, we have to deviate <laughs> from that. Braun has to play the entire fourth quarter and he has to play the point guard, basically. It's like, what? <laughs> Why are we not sticking to the plan? Like, if there's a plan in place, why are we not sticking to it? And, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want to go down 0-2, but LeBron's health is way more important than going down 0-2. I mean, the, the plan basically should be to get him and AD to the playoffs both healthy. And whatever we have to do, you know, even if, you know, that causes us to struggle at points throughout the, the regular season, you know, we should stick with the plan. Because if we deviate and we're seeing high minutes from from LeBron and then LeBron ends up getting injured, then where are we? You know, the season exactly. the season is lost. So um, it, it sucks because I feel like it's there's always some sort of drama. And so it's <laughs> like we got LeBron minutes drama. We got like LeBron playing the point guard or playing off ball drama. And I, some of it gets elevated because it's, you know, it's the Lakers and all that. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, you know, I just want us to get past this rough stretch. So all of this is just like in the rearview mirror. And we're just we're just a team playing good basketball, hopefully. 
KB, how you feeling? You look a little indifferent over there in the corner. How you feeling? I mean, it's going to be a revolving door, I think. Um, mm. I think a lot of us fans are worried about too much to what our coach is saying and too much of what we're hearing in media and believing that. I'm going by LeBron going to do what LeBron want to do at the end of the day. Yep. And you heard, and this, for example, you've heard LeBron say, Coach Ham asked me, am I willing to play more or the whole entire quarter of the fourth quarter? And I said, yeah, I can, because this is what I trained my body to do. Da, 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 da. Bron goes in these motions, man. Like we, like they try to keep on bracketing sure. him because he's doing something he's never done before. But then again, just like Michael Jordan has always said, I know my own body. Yeah. I know what I can do and I know what I can't do. So for us to focus solely on what Darvin Ham is saying, to me, it's kind of laughable because he did this last year. He did this last year. I'm not focused on uh, – it's based on, it's based on uh, facts, not feelings. And then what happened? He focused on a lot of feelings. So it's like we got to just watch what he's saying when it comes to certain stuff. Um, every single time, like I keep telling everybody, uh, Rob Palenka, Darvin Ham, they like to go on these monologues as soliloqu- slash soliloquies when it comes to giving us a story on how we got all these free agents, for me, it's more of a, I'm not going to listen to you guys anymore. Now it's more put up, put up or shut up. Like you guys are doing a lot of talking, but not that much producing. And a lot of people are so quick to give uh, Rob Palenka, big baby Jonathan. I'm sorry, man. I'm not trying to get on Rob Palenka because that's our GM. Same with everybody, everybody else in here, but he does a lot of monologuing just because we made it to Western conference finals. And what he's done with the magician, you know, ski mask Rob, that's what's going on, you know, team, you know timeline, all that stuff. But I don't buy anything that they're saying until they start, until we start doing things as a team. So, I mean, brand, uh, Le- with LeBron's minutes, them saying they're only going to play in 20, 29 minutes? No. For me, I, I'm going based on the eye test. And from the looks of it, LeBron James will play 35 minutes max. That's it. Won't go further than that. If it's a double overtime, he'll go over that. But I think 35 minutes will be his max. And 30, 32 to 33 minutes will be his regular time, which is a which is a definitely a, a low in minutes for his career. So I think we'll go with that. Well, speaking of LeBron, you know, one of the things that he said during the game against the Nuggets, uh, he was mic'd up. For the season opener, and he said to Darvin Ham, I guess he, you know, he gave a reminder that he mm-hmm. can play the point guard. Um, I personally didn't like him saying that. Uh, I thought it was kind of a little calculated, uh, but at the same time, yes, LeBron can play the point. We know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it, it doesn't make the current point guards look good, but um, and we're also trying to preserve them. Should you know we we're having some issues right now? You know, D'Lo tonight he shot five for thirteen. He was one for five from three. Um, he did have seventeen points and nine assists. But we've been getting some a lot some inconsistent play from our guards, uh, Gabe Vincent and uh, D'Lo. Um, should LeBron play the point? I mean, Red Bull. I was going to ask you self like. 
okay, we've been having this issue for like the last two or three years. We've been trying to get LeBron off the ball per se, um, give someone else, or maybe like a secondary person, I would say, um, other playmaking and ball handling responsibilities and to no avail. Um, unfortunately, um, outside of what, Zoe, Rondo, um, Alex, I liked Alex a little bit, um, not necessarily like our main point guard, but I'll give him the ball handling and playmaking responsibilities once in a while too. He did well. Um, mm-hmm. My thing is though, it's like, we're damned if we do, we damned if we don't. <laughs> you saw tonight, he was not very mm-hmm. great at PG1 tonight. What, eight turnovers? Um, a lot of just dumb shot selection, at least in our opinion, I think we all agree. So do we want him there? I don't know. Is that is is that the question? Or do we want, again, for our other guards to elevate their play and um, I guess be able to contribute? So maybe it's more of a 50-50 thing as opposed to him just necessarily taking over that spot. And let's say we just ship away our guards. That means we don't need them or something. They're not hitting shots. So what else we need them for? Very true. Uh, Jonathan, you think we'll see LeBron at the point? Probably in spurts, but not every possession. Probably in spurts when it's like more, I believe, crunch time down the stretch in the ball game. put LeBron at point and have him run the offense. Yeah. Jonathan, I want to ask yeah, you, dude, are you with the increase of – with? oh, hold on, hold on. Jonathan, with the increase yeah. of minutes – and then even the discussion of him playing the point. He's about to be 39 in less than two months, um, or in two months, exactly two months from now. Are you concerned that we're going to burn burn him out? Um, no, to be honest, I don't think he'll be burned out. 21 seasons, and he's not gonna be. He's not gonna get burnt out. That's how I feel, in my opinion. Okay. KB, um, I know you want. You think we'll see uh, Ron at the point? I'm with Jonathan. I think in spurts, um, not um, like for heavy sets of time, like during the game, just spurts, um, like crunch time moments of the game. We'll see him play, like run the point guard and run certain plays and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, I think Delo's doing just fine. Um, and honestly, we should give him a little bit more credit. But no, I don't think. Brown will be the point guard all the time, just in spurts. All right, all right. Um, speaking <laughs> of someone who is at the point currently, um, and look, I know this is, a na- this is a yes, this is nasty business. But you know what? Here's the thing: we know how Laker Laker Nation is when it comes to trade rumors. Okay, and I'm not trolling. But but one thing we also do know is that. Anytime that another player on another team is having an issue, especially mm-hmm. when they're a guard, all of a sudden, D'Angelo Russell's name get brought up. He could be minding his own business. He's 3,000 miles away from many of these folks. Um, Friday night, uh, Trey Young threw a lob to Clint Capella. I could have tied the game. Mm-hmm. Clint mishandled the ball. It's like, oh cr- crap! Trey Young wants out of there. Hey, what can we get? Trey Young for D'Lo, and what, like Trey Young, Rui for D'Lo. 
Or no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, D'Angelo, D'Angelo, Rui, Fadila uh, for Trey Young, uh, Zach Levine. You know, we heard about the the players, uh, the players only meeting after game one. You know, uh, mm. um, I we were we had a um, a t- space on uh, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, uh, um, and one person mentioned a, a potential three team trade. Uh, that involves the 76ers and the Bulls where, you know, we would end up getting uh, James Harden, you know, Mr. Can't Get on the Plane. Oh. Um, and with, that will have him landing with the Lakers. Every disgruntled mm-hmm. guard, every issue with the guard, D'Angelo Russell's name is going to get mentioned. Now, this is nothing that's coming from the front office. But I want to ask you, if you add LeBron, I know this is nasty work, folks. I know, but fuck it. We're here. (laughs) If you add LeBron reminding Darvin Ham that he can play the points with the in with Delo's inconsistent play so far, and you add Mm. that to the other the issues with the other guards in the league, can we ask? By the trade deadline, is D'Lo getting mm-hmm. traded? No, I don't think he is. Unless unless Trey Young becomes available, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I see. I, <laughs> like 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 you said, it's definitely it's it's nasty, and it's you know it's the expectations that comes along with you know being a Laker supporter. Like Laker fans are rabid. You know, and um, they expect, you know, success night in, night out, which I, I understand, you know, 18, I mean, 17 chips will, will do that, you know, to you, um, you know, just have um, high expectations. And so it is, it is really nasty. And I've seen it in several group chats where the trade machines are already being fired up and people are coming up with all these mm-hmm. different scenarios. Um, I honestly feel like it's going to be it's going to be dependent upon how the team is playing in December and January. I, I think that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. If 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 the guard play turns around um, and they play better, I think that lessens the chance of D'Lo getting traded. But at the same time, the speculation is never going to go away. If for some reason Kyrie decides to become a headache for Mark Cuban and the the Mavericks, um, you're going to start seeing, you know, Kyrie watch all over again, as far as, you know, the possibility of him being traded to to the Lakers. Harden, that whole situation, how that's going to unfold. You know, you have Zach Zach Levine out in Chicago, clutch client. So Mm -hmm. there, there, there are several options out there that could potentially work, depending upon how other teams play. Um, and how quickly their seasons go south. And also, if the Lakers continue to struggle, I think ultimately, you know, there's there's going to be um, – because, I mean, we got LeBron for maybe what? This season, next season possibly. So we mm-hmm. got to maximize, you know, this, this window. So it'll be a tough call to make, but if the struggles continue offensively from, you know, the guard perspective for the Lakers – I could I could definitely see something happening. Yeah, we can't get Luca, we can't get uh 
De'Aaron Fox, who just <laughs> dropped 40 on us, who can get them? Nah. <laughs> Cuban ain't never sent yeah. Luka to it's the Lakers. Just, <laughs> yeah, with all this stuff going on with the D'Lo getting traded and stuff, like I said, that literally, like Playoff was saying, it's literally a thing where it comes to just being less, some Laker fans overreacting. Mm. We don't need to trade D'Lo. He's actually doing pretty good this season. And last, this past game, he did really good. So, no, D'Lo does not get – excuse me. He does not get traded at all. He does not need to get traded. Um, we need to see where this team's going to be able to play as far as right now. Just need to wait. But it's like, you know, they try to put a time on it. They try to, oh, before trade deadline, oh, before the All-Star game. So it's like, mm-hmm. I guess if he doesn't perform by then, who knows? You guys are right, though. I like your take in KB's take. Really? Yeah, just give it time. Give this team time. Let them come together. Stop just trying to trade everybody over after every single <laughs> loss. Don't make sense. As soon as the first whistle, first tip off, everybody's on the trade block. Man, everybody. Somebody did something wrong, trade them. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as we start wrapping this up, because, uh, you know, with our review of week one, uh, we got three games this upcoming week. Um, we do have our first back-to-back. If you are listening to this on the day it drops, Monday, October 30th, we do have the second night of a back-to-back. We are It's a home game against the Orlando Magic. And then we go against the Clippers. And then we close the week out uh, against the Magic again. Three games. Mm-hmm. So it's Magic, Clippers, Magic. Uh, love to hear from everyone. What's your predictions uh, for the record? What's What do you think will be our win-loss uh, for this week? Jonathan, you want to yep. go first? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Be honest. Be honest. You want me to go first? Yeah, just kick it off, baby. All right. Um... So shoot, for me, I honestly don't know. It, it with this team, I, I look, and I'm being real with this team that we have right now. We don't know what they're capable of. We don't know what they're going to do night and night out. And it, maybe it's going to take a couple of losses for them to get their stuff together. Like it, they literally have a lot of things they have to work on. It makes no sense. Um, what we're seeing, I understand it. It's frustrating watching us, you know, go through a lot of wins and losses or losses just in general. Um, or what we're doing. Like, uh, for example, it didn't make really a lot of sense because we thought Christian Wood and Rui Hachimura were the reason why we came back in this game tonight. But we didn't see them play, like, at barely, if any, minutes in the fourth quarter. So it's, like, it's just weird. Um, And it's just a lot of stuff we're just going to have to uh, try to understand. Um, But, uh, I mean, I see, yeah, game by game, I, I have no idea. So... It's up in the air for me. Your shoulders are giving 0-3. Your shoulders say 0-3. No, no, no. So what I'm thinking is this. I think we have the possibility of going 3-0. I'd say that, 3-0 or 1-2. But I'm I'm never going 0-3. So, yeah. Good shit, good shit. I got 1-2 on it. I ain't going to lie. I got 1-2. I think we dropped the magic, the first magic game, the Clippers game, but I think we bounced back at third magic game. Yeah. If LeBron is resting like he's going to do, like Zen predicts, um, I don't understand why he's resting. He, we have no room to rest right now. I don't think we should be resting. 
Um, it's a long season, but we don't need to be resting. And I understand if there's a back-to-back to where we're traveling a long distance, but we're literally going up and down the state of California. It's not it's not long distance traveled. So, uh, but yeah, I say we we're gonna go. We're gonna win tomorrow. We're gonna go three zero. I feel like. There we go. There we go. I like that energy. I'm, 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 I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of losing to the Clippers. I'm tired of the fans. <laughs> so we're gonna end that. We're gonna. I think give Tyron Lewis first L as a coach versus the Lakers. I think he's like undefeated against us. Let's go. Yeah. Rest revenge game. Rest revenge yeah. game. Yeah. I'm Mark it. <laughs> um. Bad my heart is. My heart says three and zero. My brain. At the at the worst, my brain says two and one. At, at the worst, I think we 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 end this week being three and three, but I'm hoping mm. that we're four and two. So yeah. Thank what you guys doing? Well, um, I think for this week we're at one and two right now. I think at the end of this week we'll be. Three and we'll be at five hundred by the end of the week. I think we'll go two and one. Um, I think LeBron sits out the second game of the back to back. So the first Magic game, I think he's going to sit it out. I think I think it's going to be wow. one of those AD goes for forty. Yeah. Mm. Well, today, if uh, you're listening when it drops, um, so I think the Monday game again, um, the Magic. I see AD going off. Um, you know, 40 and 20 game. Um, I think LeBron sits. Um, I think we get that W. I don't see us against the Magic, the Clippers. I don't see uh, now. No, the Clippers, the second game against the Clip, the, the second game, game two of this week mm-hmm. that we have, we, it's again, it's the Clippers. I don't, I don't see us beating the Clippers. Um, I'm not sure if LeBron even plays that game. Uh, we shall see. Wednesday? But you think he sits I, um, out two games? Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. You think he sits out two games? Even if he does play, I don't see us being the Clippers. Not this <laughs> first goal. Now, do I think they'll – do I think – do I think they – do I think he'll uh, – do I think we'll, we're going to get swept by them this season again? No. Absolutely not. But this first game, um, I just – yeah, I I don't – the thing with the Clippers, our weaknesses is their strengths. We have so much issues with the guards right now that I'm just like, oh, man, it's going to be a problem. Um, So I think we'll go two and one this week. Um you know, and then that'll put us at 300, uh, 500 by the end of the second week. So, you know, but yeah, hopefully we get this. We need some wins. We need to get these wins. We need to take care of business. We need to get the wins to get like uh, magic. Um, you know, I know they got Paulo. Uh, it's going to be interesting how we match up against him, but I think we can, uh, we'll win both games against them. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we'll see how, you know, I think. We'll see. It's, this 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 season is a marathon. So at the end of the day, we just got to keep pushing. That's all we can do. But um, you know, 
Jonathan, obviously you're our guest this week, but one of the things the one of the things that we like to do to end every episode is talk about what we're watching. Because as much as we love basketball, you know, we we all have different stuff that we love to watch. Um, you know, across streaming services, television, whatever. Um, so I want to ask you, what are you watching? I'm watching this show called All American. Um, it's on Netflix. Oh, of course. I, good- yeah, I love All American. Yeah, it's a good show. I like it. Um, it's intense, but it's a good show. It's on Netflix. I like it. Hey, yeah, let heard, me tell you about. Let me. Yeah, go ahead. I'm saying I've heard good things about about that show. I haven't given it a watch yet, but I need to a go. little teenagey, but it's good nonetheless. So let me tell you about All American. All right, you're never gonna find a more serious teenager than Spencer James. Never. <laughs> like when I tell you the amount of the amount of motivational speeches he gives it's just like yo like you never you'll never find a more serious teenager but no all american is dope it's a good watch uh man i just read an article yesterday that for season six and i believe it's because of the strike not anything going on with the show but season six like their episodes got like cut in half so Mm. uh but i'm looking forward to seeing where the storyline goes it's a dope show um yeah it's a really really dope show so um playoff what you watching man um well in the spirit of spooky season um and i already said i think this in a group chat uh with y'all already but um been getting into some horror related stuff and so i started uh actually already binge the um the fall of the house of usher on netflix um Mm. You know, if you like, you know, how horror. is that? How is that? that? Yeah, I thought it was excellent. It's um, basically, I, I feel like it's kind of like a uh, uh, a love story for all of um, Edgar Allan Poe's like um, earlier works, like his uh, mm-hmm. the short horror stuff. They kind of incorporate. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, obviously there's already a, a story about the House of Usher, but they incorporate, you know all of his short stories, basically the, the horror related ones. And so mm-hmm. they did an excellent job with it. Um, it, the same guy who did the uh, haunting of Hill house on Netflix, um, did this as well, along with like midnight mass. I don't know if, if anybody's watched any of, the, of those, but, um, it was good. Not, you know, not too scary, but you know, definitely some jump scares in there. If you, uh, if you like <laughs> that sort of thing. So, mm. Man, you know, I, I can't really fuck with scary stuff. Not because I'm scared, but because it doesn't scare yeah. me. Like, I love Alfred Hitchcock. That's like, oh, okay, a, yeah. like yeah. let me tell you, bird, like, mm-hmm. I like the psychological stuff, like mm-hmm. birds, yeah. um, psycho, like the original mm-hmm. psycho. Like, yep. like, that's like, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that I love. Um, but one, one thing so that's not is into on like songs for like the sake of, uh, it, it just doesn't like okay, cool. like I want you to scare me like I, I yeah. like the violent stuff it doesn't scare me it's just like it's more gore but sure, I am yeah. gonna watch um the, the nun um and that is what the conjury conjuring yeah, those, yeah those I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna watch those because there, there was which was the one that has the painting of the nun and it comes out of the painting. It is the um you guys remember? Isn't that called the yeah. nun? Isn't that called the nun? Yeah, the nun. 
Yeah, it's called The Nun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. I'm gonna watch that for I'm gonna watch that for Halloween. But uh, but I, I'm actually gonna watch. watch? The, I'm watching uh, Love Is Blind. Yeah, yeah go. Go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, Love Is Blind. Yeah, go. You a little bit late on that, but yeah, keep going. No, I've been, yeah, yeah, no, so been watching the older. I've been watching the older seasons, right? I, yeah, I've been watching the older seasons of Love Is Blind. Uh, it mm. is, um, yeah, it is hilarious. Because uh, I started mm-hmm. watching, I first I got introduced to the show for season four, and then obviously I watched season five. And like, you know, folks was like, "Hey, you gotta watch season one. You gotta like watch Carlton, watch season one." Like, oh shit. Then season two, I'm gonna just say this right now, and this is a this is an announcement. Shake. I need you on this podcast. I got so many questions, man. I got so many questions. Uh, Shake, we need you on a future episode of Meeting of the Gold Mines. Like, I have so many questions. Just like, why, how, and if you were able to find a woman that she could sit on your shoulders uh, at a festival. I just want to know if you were able to make that happen. Uh, Tone, are you watching anything? Um, well, besides the back of my eyelids, <laughs> I just finished Harley Quinn, okay. uh, the animated oh, series. Wow. I heard that was good. It took me forever. I always tell you I'm not a TV watcher. I don't want to blow up y'all's spot, though. Um, and what else? Okay, I really didn't want to admit it, <laughs> but um, you guys remember that show? I think it was UPN. It was called Eve. It wasn't yes. based on her life or anything, but it's her yeah. EVE. Oh, yeah, of course. UPN. UPN. Yeah. Oh, my God. UPN. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm old enough for that. I'm old enough for that. Yeah, yeah. EVE, about, yeah. It's yeah. on Tubi. So I've been watching the shit out of that. I'm trying to stop watching Damn. it because I'm not going to have anything to watch by the time I finish it. I've just been yeah. repeating Back the first Back when WB season. was a thing. Back yeah. when man. WB was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. I still be watching yep. Charm and stuff, and then wow. I definitely was going to. Oh, Oh yeah. I do. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um I was gonna give my my um RIP, my condolences to the Perry family. Honestly, I just found out this morning and I got emotional very quickly, like Rebel mentioned earlier. Like that yeah. was a part of yeah. my youth. I love friends. Mm-hmm. Um no um no prejudice here, but that's probably one of the few, you know, all white cast type sitcoms that I actually yeah. enjoy. You know what I'm saying? So that shit that yeah. one hit home for sure. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I've been watching lately. Um, but yeah, you know me. I like my sleep and TV watches me most of the time. So and I also hate you know, that you guys be bonding over stuff yeah. that just repulses me. That scary stuff, yuck. No <laughs> ma'am, no <Yeah>. ma'am. <laughs> you know, here's a little fun fact, and we're, we're about to wrap up, but, you know, I definitely want to hear what KB's watching, but here's a little fun fact about the Friends uh, thing. I know, so I think during, like, the last like, couple of seasons, they had, like, a big renegotiation of their contracts, and the six of them, they were, it was, like, the solidarity that they had. Now, I it's either one or the other where... It was either five hundred grand per episode or a million per episode for each of them. I forgot the number. Um, I want to say it was a million an episode. But long story short, 
they negotiated as one. Like they were like, yeah. you know, they went in it to, they went in it as one. And, you know, part of, you know, not saying we are not on the same level, but I know that, you know, with, with purple and gold mines, you know, there is that, that the whole thing has always been about a, a collective. And I know when I heard the news about Matthew Perry, first thing I thought of was the other five, because they were, it was like, when you think of like, you know, when you see one, you think of the other five, you know, because of just how that show was, it was a, a true ensemble. There was no leader yeah. in the pack. They all brought their different elements, but it was like, you know, that's solidarity. So yeah, that one hurt. And uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be. Play off. I'm getting teary you know, I've never done it. I've, you know, I've never done a, a, a real watch through of Friends, and I probably will. You know, it is on Max, but, uh, but yeah. But KB, what you watching, brother? Um, I'm just trying to get through a couple of TV shows, but what I'm mainly focused on is Power. Um, Power is what I'm focused on as of right now. Very late, I understand that. Shame um, on you, still on this bullshit, man. <laughs> What's the, what's the, okay. Um, what's the I am just now getting on to season four. Okay. okay. So right okay. you getting there. You get there. Right ago, six months ago, he was on season three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Blame PGM for taking most of my time. What do you want Ooh, me to say? So, yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm really invested in basketball. What can I say? And I coach, so oops. Jen runs a tight bad. shit, bro. Like, <laughs> you feel me? Like runs a tight stuff. I don't really have things to do yeah. on you know that I want to do besides you know what we're normally doing. Just play, just play. Of course, uh, but no. Um, power is what I'm focused on now, and then I'm actually since uh, playoff mentioned like horror films. I want to watch Pope the Exorcism that has Russell Crowe in it. Um, has with him having to be a priest. I watched that. Um, it was uh, it was good. Was it good? Yeah, so I wanted to watch that. Once I seen you know who come out the come out the holy water, change. Oh my god, God help to watch it. So yeah, I'm really I'm really excited for it. So, and you know, Canaan season three is about to come out. They're doing previews for it, by the way. Absolutely, Raquel, 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 Raquel. Well, (laughs) no, we look. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. But look, you know what I am looking forward to is being back next week. And uh, for what episode eighteen, we are about to be legal. But look, got to give big respect, <laughs> big kudos, and big gratitude to uh, Mr. Big Baby Jonathan uh, for rolling through a Big Baby Sports. And look, shout out to Laker Nation. Uh, um, way it's a long season. It's a long, long season. Seventy nine games to go. We're get, we'll get through it. Uh, but look, you guys already know the vibes. You guys can follow us on Threads, YouTube, Instagram, um, X, uh, at Purple Gold Mines. And Gold Mines is G-O-L-D-M-I-N-D-S. Also, you can join us for all of our watch parties. We will be having uh, watch parties throughout the entire NBA season uh, on our playback channel, uh, PGM's Fan Cave. That is uh playback.tv backslash pgm fan cave you can be able to join the conversation join the mayhem join the inappropriate conversations that we have um yeah so look i am born rebel aka zen 
This has been the meeting of the gold mines, and we will catch you soon. Peace and love. Salud. The cage, we raising all of the stakes. Made no mistake. Either you stay in your place or we put in you on a plate. Look at our face. We put the fear in the dirt.